Gates. Chapter 4 Bill had to fight his way to money in the early years, as his understanding of Ikori was still forming. He wasn't the master of my manipulation through thought waves, subtle suggestions, and the coercion of events at this time. Fighting for money was his way in the beginning. Leaving his son in the church after murdering his wife, he now had a new path to walk, and this path only took him down the darker side of his ego. He thought he was the master with no equal and beyond human now. After all, you could say that he was. Even if he was a one-time feature on Crime Watch, unsolved crimes would follow him everywhere. He still lacked any kind of humility in his newfound power. No real connection to people around him because he knew they were all beneath him. No man or woman could stand up to him after all. The greatest fight he would ever have would be against his own flesh and blood. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Bill would always take a few blows during a fight, even though he could transform into a man-eating monster of his own creation and destroy anything in his path. That's why he couldn't see another human as his equal. He knew he could take down the whole planet and destroy his all in a matter of weeks, single-handedly. Never really evolving beyond the thought of power and gain was Bill's lingering thoughts always coming back to what was in it for him and never the opposite. Bill was so tired of the fight one day and so bored of the same rigmarole that he did a terrible thing. Bill had set up a fight in the back streets of New Orleans one night where he stood to make around $50,000, if he won. And the fight was on. He fought with a man called Cheeba. Bill was still known as the Scot at this point and had some reputation for smashing people's skulls in with a single headbutt, a true Glasgow kiss, and a deadly one at that. Chiba was also a killer and he had notched up 11 kills in his previous fights. Yes, I said 11. Although he hadn't killed all his victims, he had maimed, scarred and left them all with lasting damage the lucky ones would never be able to forget. He stood six foot four, greasy, smelly, and a dirty man. An ex-convict freed for his fiendish skills in single combat and his ability to make certain men looking on from inside the crowd with greedy little eyes money. We knew the crowd of bloodthirsty people that gathered were going to see something they would never forget. Bill still had these thoughts running through his head, that no man would ever be an equal to him, or ever be able to stand up to him. But in these thoughts, they carried on in his distraction, Chiba got the first blow in, a massive right hand punching him and knocking him to the deck. The Scot went straight down to the ground, and Chiba, all six foot four of him, dived on Bill on the ground and smashed into Bill's back, shattering his spine. With two bone-crunching knees went into his back and began punching Bill with flowing left-right punches into the back of his head, bouncing his head off the concrete floor, until Chiba had Bill's grey matter all over his hands. Pulling thicker fools like wet dough from a bowl, sticking to his fingers all red and grey. Licking the blood and brains from his bare knuckles, Chiba chewed a piece of Bill's brain and swallowed it. All the while, the crowd cheered and gasped. Standing up in triumph, they were all animated for Chiba, 
clapping, shouting and whistling. He was one of their own after all, and Bill was just a foreigner who came to take the glory. So, as Bill's body lay on the ground, and all the blood spilled out onto the streets, at night, amongst cheers and whistles, Chiba pumps his blood-red fist into the sky and picks out a man from the crowd and kisses him in celebration and covers the man in all that blood. When all of a sudden, Chiba chokes and convulses, holding his mouth. He feels something making its way around inside of him, pushing at his chest. This thing inside of him is stretched at his skin and making points in his flesh as it's making its way up inside of him. What was it? Further stretched at his skin, pushing its way out as Chiba clawed at this thing. Oh, as it's making its way out of his body. Chiba's convulsive climax when a piece of Bill's brain climbed out of Chiba's mouth and flew back to Bill on the ground and back inside his now healing head. The scene suit changed when somebody from the ground shouted in horror. What the fuck? As the blood began to flow back into Bill, his bones started to snap and pop back into place. The cheers soon dissipated as Bill began to stand up and Chiba turned to look back at his 12th kill, only to see the Scot's eyes turn black, looking right at him. With an eerie yellow-green glow in the centre, claws split his fingertips, and his legs turned backwards on themselves as they sprung Chiba so fast with razor-sharp claws, bursting Chiba into pieces and an explosion of blood and bone in every direction. A second after the crowd was covered in Chiba blood, they were all silent, until one by one they all screamed and ran for their lives. Only one by one, Bill, in the blink of each of their own eyes, took them all out. As eyes opened and closed, the crowd died. Every single one of them. Ripping them down with no thought of remorse, he actually enjoyed it. All 36 of them dead in a bloody mess on the streets of New Orleans on a hot summer's night. Lifting the case and taking all of the dead people's betting money, he grossed over $270,000 on that night and thought to himself, he really shouldn't have hit me when I wasn't ready. Fucking fanny man. Bill walked off into the night with his case of money in hand and his claws retracted back. He wiped some of the blood off his face. Although it was of little use, he was covered in it and he didn't care. He was the master of his own destiny and nothing could stand in his way. But just as he thought he could walk away, there was a noise behind him. A noise like something was splashing around. So he went back to investigate, and there it was, the severed hand and arm of Chiba splashing around in a pool of blood, twitching and drumping around in every direction. It went popping back and forth. Then another part, what looked like a leg, began to roll over and over on itself, making its way to where Bill stood. And then they all just stopped. Bill snarled at the body parts, now stationary, and he walked away. 
Bill kept on fighting for years, amassing a fortune until his final fight would net him over a million pounds and would allow him to never have to fake fight ever again. These next moments all happened back in 1990 and only a few years after Bill Bright was infected with the Akori Mono, which is Japanese for gift and where the origins of the person who named it in a tongue came from. We already know Bill fought people in the streets in the early years, in dirty back alleys, working his way up to the penthouse suite until he was rich enough to stop. Or at least that was his plan. Sensei Shizuki pitted his best warrior against Bill on the penthouse rooftop building at the city centre of Nottingham on this night. After hearing rumours of a man, just a man, beating and brawling his way through every fight, Shizuki had to see if this man was up to the challenge, or even if he could be made to bleed. The night was with us, and the clouds were black in a partially lit sky, angry with thunder. Counting the seconds between flashes, Shizuki was. Having a busy, busy mind was just his way. The rain was laxed but present. Along with Sensei Shizuki was a warrior called Hitomi Ichi. She was dressed all in black. She stood slender, five feet eight, and had her head shaven bald, except for a ponytail that flowed down both her arms and gripped both her fists. This was more like a Chinese style of fighting. Bill still tilted his head to the side and looked at the woman and thought of the style she might bring to this fight. As the three of them stood on a warm and clammy night on the rooftop, Water dripped into Bill's ear as they both continued to size one another up. Hitomi Ichi stuck out her tongue to catch the rain and raised her bare wing finger she licked it. Slowly slid it down past the bottom lip and down to her chin. Her mouth was watering with the thought of a real challenge. Bill stood six feet tall and athletic. Are you ready to die, little one? Bill taunted. Pupil one, she replied, and I'm tall enough, she added. Hitomi walked straight at Bill. He let his head back and watched her come. Shizuki's eyes widened as a flash of lightning broke with less than a second between the thunder. A master of sleight of hand and trickery, she smashed the air with a kick, slapped her clothes as her legs snapped tight. Bill never moved apart from his eyes and watched her in full flow, deliberately missing Bill's head just so to distract while the real threat in threads flowed from her hands and before Bill knew it, his neck and feet were banded like a sweet treat in opposite directions, dying to peel her prize, she paused. Bill allowed this beautiful woman to flex both her hands as they flowed with her hair tightly gripping both of his ankles together, snapping his legs shut as her body moved with a fluid Tai Chi motion. The two almost becoming one, she raised her leg further, tightening her grip as she spun on her heel and twisted her grip tighter, then further folding her body for maximum effectiveness to keep her prey ensnared, she let out a high-pitched scream like a screaming kettle from her petted lips putting all her weight and might into the trap, ready to snap. 
looking at Bill now with his neck gripped in her snake-like black hair, her right leg extended in the air to the side of his face, he smirked, while the other leg was poised on the floor ready to inject the next motion. Shizuki shouted, Tower! She shrieked her through her standing leg into a spin. The rest of the whole body followed, sending Bill's feet one way and his neck the other, ripping his ankles and snapping his bones in his legs as they broke through the skin. Tighter went the grip around his neck as her hair swiftly made its way around his throat, burning his flesh with his speed as it pulled back. And with the last flip of air, Bill reached out for her head with both hands. His own blood spat out in all directions. He continued to spin, turn, and flip over on himself in a haze of blood, broken bones, seared flesh, until still he managed to grab her whole head with both hands. She wasn't fighting a mere man. This was never a fair fight to begin with, although only one person present knew that before the fight began. With the motion that carried him spinning and twisting in a circle, Bill managed to squeeze and tear Tommy Itchy's head off. Not cleanly either. With his bare hands, as their blood crashed against one another, Bill landed on the floor like a cat. Her severed head in his hands with her hair horribly thick with blood. His broken legs healed with another flash of lightning as the thunder roared. There was a smell of crisp flesh, burnt hair and copper from all the blood in the air, but the rain soon took it away. Like the life of Itomi Ichi, it wasn't on the rooftop for very long. And after Shizuki closed his mouth and swallowed his pride, he looked down at the body and the blood on the floor as Bill walked closer to him. Her head and hands trailing her long black hair through the bloody water on the ground as drips of rain splashed in the puddles and the thunder cracked across the sky once more, with no time between the flash and the thunder. With a mark of respect Bill thought he was adhering to, he gave her head to Shizuki. Cheers for the money, Shizuki. We'll never meet again, pal. Right? Bill questioned him, his Glaswegian accent present. As Shizuki nodded his head, he was thankful his was still attached. Bill wiped the dead skin from his neck like a snake shedding. Gave Shizuki a quick cheeky double slap to the face, and with a smile and a wink, he turned and walked away. Carefully stepping through the blood in a slightly comical manner, over what was left of Itomiichi, almost as if he didn't want to get his blood-soaked shoes dirty. This was an attempt at humour. Later, Bill said, as Shizuki stood his ground and the lightning strike passes overhead. One, two, three, four. Thunder! Rumbles over everything, filling Shizuki with evil and dread. The horror he now looks upon is a scene from a twisted nightmare. He takes in a breath of water-soaked air, steps forward, and exhales that breath. Wearing a crisp black shirt with cufflings, a tailor-prodded suit and shoes, the ones with the light brown soles and leather. He had money and taste. Giving the umbrella resting by his side a swift tap up the floor was the signal for his seven subordinates to move in. 
He carries on looking down at Hitomi Jiichi's headless body, her head still in his left hand, with her hair dangling down all the way to the floor, soddened in the rain and blood. It moved with the ripples in the water from his footsteps. Blood, bone, flesh, and twitching feet? What's this I can see? Shizuki thought to himself. Her feet were still twitching away, and he couldn't understand. That would be true if the head was still attached and sending impulses to the dead body, but still, the head was in his hand. He wanted to look in her lifeless eyes, but paused. He knew something was wrong as the dread filled his body and the fear went into his hands holding her head. Like being told not to look down when you knew you just had to. The head in his hands haunted him. Pausing and looking up at the rain-filled sky, letting the rain fall on his face. For just a second, letting the thought of looking at her face in his hands, or just putting her head back down and rejoining it to the body. Ah! He screamed out loud. He was bitten! And he freaked out, tossed the head away with a fast flick of an eerie shake of his body. It felt like death itself had just crawled up his spine. He could still feel it. As her head rolled over and over, over and over again, that jumped for a second it did, rolling around in the watery blood-soaked floor as the head settled on its back with a face looking up at the angry black sky. Chatter, chatter, clomp, chap, 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 snap! went the jaw. Her jaw was moving as her eyes were rolling around in different directions at the same time. They began to bleed red blood from her eyes. <laughs> Sensei Suzuki threw up all over his nice shoes as his crew came bursting through the rooftop fire exit doors. Her body cramped up and her head now 30 feet away from him. The jaw snapped shut for a last time, shattering her teeth and sending them flying when her eyes bled out and filled up with red blood. Woof! Exploding into fragments of bone and brain, blood and dust went everywhere from her head. Her body was released from a spasm. Six men and a woman had to duck for cover while they were hit by human shrapnel. Suzuki tried to make a quick exit but failed badly and slips over in his own vomit and falls to his knees. He stays there on the floor in a heap. Exhausted with his busy, busy mind, he knew something was far from normal and he was going to find out what. He orders them to take everything back to Japan all within the next 12 hours. So they moved in, gathering everything they could into plastic bags like a professional cleaning crew taking care of a crime scene. After all, this was the scene of a crime, but very unlike anything Shizuki had ever witnessed before. How did he survive her attack? He thought to himself. And how did he heal himself? Picking himself up off the floor, Shizuki knew his life would never be the same ever again after this moment. Back into the shadows where his clan has been for thousands of years, he would now retreat to dissect and quantify. His empire of people was vast, and he was at its head. He would be haunted by Bill and what he was going to do. He knew Bill now had amassed a fortune, and with the powers he also had, it wasn't worth thinking about unless he didn't want to sleep. 
His only comfort now, 13 hours had passed, was that he was on the other side of the planet and he felt like he could breathe once again. But something was wrong with him. We now rewind the clocks. 13 hours to the moment a blood-covered Bill just walked through the fire exit door. On the rooftop of the Royal Hotel in the city centre of Nottingham, he smiled. He looked at his clothes and decides that this won't do. He walked down one flight of concrete stairs and out the first door onto the 13th floor. As he could hear the rush of six men and a woman swiftly making their way up the concrete steps, now behind him. As Bill leaves his struggling foot to slow and silence the door as it closes. He takes off his shoes and socks and walks without sound down the corridor so even the doorman at the bar at the back at the top of the hallway don't hear him make a sound. He carries on walking down the plush carpeted floor to his bedroom door, the penthouse suite. Slipping in the door again in silence, taking his time to bag up all he was wearing in a combustible bag to hide the nice ex-place. He gathers the bag with both his hands and focuses his mind for a second. Standing in the room naked with the bag in his hands, he looks at it and it erupts into flames and just as quick reduces to ash. He sucks up all the smoke using his nostrils in a supernatural way so not to set off any alarms and blows out a smoke ring. He now holds the ash in his hands and walks to the toilet, carefully allowing it to slip away between his fingers and flushes it. Remembering that the penthouse bar was open until the wee small hours, he decides to go and get ready for the occasion. Bill takes a shower and washes off all that blood. After he recalls the style of Sensei Shizuki and decides that he will also wear all black tonight and walks out his hotel door feeling like Johnny Cash. The doorman exchanges a polite nod and an evening, sir, as he passes them making his way to the bar. The bar has almost a 360-degree view of the city of Nottingham, only leaving out the castle, but an exciting place to be and most definitely exclusive. He orders up a glen and a cigar and ponders the millions he now has, as he catches the eye of a beautiful woman wearing a little red dress. Oh, it's a good night to be free. Bill rhetorically says to the man behind the bar, as the music begins to play, Bill takes a sip. But how free was he? Back to the present. And we now witness blurred lines, the likes of which we have never seen before, for reasons we may yet understand. The lessers, as Bill would grab to call them, would be able to change their bodies also, and with a strength from Bill himself. But with their superior numbers led by a master with generations of shadow games bred into him, would Sensei Shizuki be a match for the originally infected three? Chapters end. William Bryant.